Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. What are you saying? Uh, over the course of your career, has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on information you received from you? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not did my husband ever make a stock purchase because I'm the Speaker of the House and I knew things before other people did. No! Why would you say such a thing? <laughs> I have to go now. And immediately she walked off, off the podium. Don't question how I make my money there, press. Don't you know I'm important? <laughs> Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's the number. That's how you do uh, the, this thing. I'm going to get into uh, Indiana and abortion as more and more states are coming up with, with their rules. But allow me to share... A twofer on our ability to speak free. This is a story of Miriam Webster and Dave Chappelle. Miriam Webster has made a change to the definition of female. They changed what words mean. They added a secondary definition. So definition of female is of relating to or being the sex that typically has the capacity to bear young or produce eggs. Or having a gender identity that is the opposite of male. Identity? This is now a new definition of female? My goodness. How many more people out there are going to hate women? I mean, it's a hatred of women to say that men can decide they're women and they're women. And that women are nothing more than a a, a feeling. It is hatred. It is hatred when Rachel Levine... Who is, uh, what, what is the official title? The, the Assistant Secretary of Health? I believe that's the uh, 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 official title. Rachel Levine is a man, by the way, who states that they are a woman, dresses as such, was on MSNBC with Andrea Mitchell and said this. You're the first openly transgender official confirmed by the United States Senate. In a recent op-ed, you urge people to base medical decisions and public statements on real data and compassion rather than slander. And you spoke to trans youth in Florida recently. Tell us what you told them. 
Well, you know, it, it, trans youth are, are vulnerable, um, and they suffer significant harassment and bullying, uh, sometimes at schools or in their community. They have more mental health issues, but there's nothing inherent with being transgender or gender diverse which would predispose youth to depression or anxiety. It is that harassment and bullying. Now they're suffering politically motivated attacks through state uh, actions against these vulnerable transgender youth. This is a lie. A manipulation as much as Merriam-Webster is manipulating words. There's no mental health issue amongst children who think they are a different gender. It's only a mental health issue because somebody else doesn't go along with it. The abstract from Transgender Health, Volume 4.1, 2019, short report, Mental Health Diagnoses Amongst Transgender Patients in the Clinical Setting. From the abstract, transgender patients had a statistically significant increase in prevalence for all psychiatric diagnoses queried, with major depressive order and generalized anxiety disorder being the most common diagnoses, 31% and 12% respectively, excuse me. How dare you state that, oh, it's totally, totally normal and every kid who goes through this is fine. It's just when you don't let them, that's when they become suicidal or depressed. Rachel Levine is despicable. The manipulation of words, the manipulation of data and of facts to put forward the idea that if you disagree, you are the abuser. Not Rachel Levine, not what he's doing. You, you're the abuser for disagreeing because when you disagree, that, that's what leads to suicide. That's what, what, what leads to all the, all the terrible things. It's because you disagree. This is not based upon data. This is, these, are, these, are, these actions are politically motivated. And so we really want to, 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 to base our treatment and, uh, and to uh, affirm and to uh, support and empower these youth, not to limit their participation in activities and sports, and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their... Gender affirmation treatment, as we've already discussed, is puberty blockers and surgery. If you stop a 12-year-old from mutilating themselves, that's what hurts them. That is abusive. That is Orwellian. Rachel Levine is wrong, and Rachel Levine is dangerous, and Rachel Levine should not be allowed near children. Now, if Rachel wants to call himself Rachel, I have no argument. You tell me your name is Rachel, I'll call you Rachel. I've never once questioned somebody's name. You tell me your name is Steve, I call you Steve. You tell me your name is, is, is Rebecca, I call you Rebecca. You tell me your name is Rachel, I call you Rachel. You tell me you have to let a 12-year-old engage in gender reassignment surgery, otherwise you're causing them harm? You are a child abuser. End of list. But this is about the inability, or I shouldn't say the inability, this is about trying to create the inability to engage. What Rachel Levine is doing here is trying to keep people from me, like me, from having an honest conversation. She wants to keep you and I from being able to discuss this issue and recognizing how wrong he is. Oh, and if you tell me I'm using the wrong pronouns, no, 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 no. I don't get told how to speak.
You tell me your name is Rachel, I'll call you Rachel. You tell me you're a woman when you're a man, I'm sorry, I will not lie to myself. I refuse. I do not give you that power over me. My life was miserable when I lied to myself. I won't do it for anyone. Come hell or high water, come personal attacks, professional attacks, losing my job, it makes no difference. I won't do it, and I do not give bigots power over me. I refuse. This is an abusive attack on children that Rachel Levine is engaged in. But the attack is worse because it's an attack on the idea of free thought and free speech and free minds. This brings us to Dave Chappelle. Chappelle had a show canceled in Minnesota. He was supposed to, I guess, perform at a place called First Avenue. But the show was canceled. It got moved to the Varsity Theater. First Avenue put out a statement. Here it is. The Dave Chappelle show tonight at First Avenue has been canceled and is moving to the Varsity Theater. To staff, artists, and our community, we hear you and we are sorry. We know we must hold ourselves to the highest standards and we know we let you down. We are not just a black box with people in it. And we understand that First Avenue is not just a room, but meaningful beyond our walls. The First Avenue team and you have worked hard to make our venues the safest spaces in the country, and we will continue with that mission. We believe in diverse voices and the freedom of artistic expression, but in honoring that, we lost sight of the impact this would have. We know that there are some who will not agree with this decision. You are welcome to send feedback. If you are a ticket holder, look for an email with information on your ticket transferring to the show at Varsity Theater. These are not people who believe in artistic expression. Because if you believed in artistic expression, Dave Chappelle would have presented that evening. You lost insight of the, uh, insight of the impact this would have? Yes. Some people would be upset with the words spoken. And? So? Rachel Levine doesn't believe in any level of expression that he finds objectionable. And so First Avenue is not a believer in any standard. They don't believe in free speech or free expression. They, artists that they claim to be, caved to fear. They cave to those people who want to prevent free speech and free thoughts and an interchange and an exchange of ideas. There's no difference between First Avenue and Rachel Levine who want to silence those who may disagree, who may have questions, who may have another thought or an idea or a theory or a query. First Avenue as a theater doesn't believe in speech. They are unworthy of your time or your attention. They do not believe in diverse voices. They do not believe in the freedom of artistic expression. They don't believe it. One of the reasons I, I, I know I have to do live events and I've been planning, although I haven't reached out to some theaters yet as, as I need to, still, uh, still writing and putting things together, is because you have to. I don't know if nine people will show up. Is that what matters? Or is what matters that you can do it, that you need to do it? You need to put voice out there.
You need to put theory out there. We need more exchange, not less. We need more engagement, not less. We need more people in more places being willing to allow those they disagree with to speak, not less. We need more openness and a desire for openness, not less. And that desire for openness comes from people like myself, comes from people like you, and comes from people like Dave Chappelle. And those who want to cancel, destroy, and prevent that openness are the First Avenue Theater in Minneapolis and Rachel Levine. Yet they think they are moral and they are pious and they are decent and they are good and they are none of these things. We should say so. We should note how terrible and despicable and awful they are. Never mind that Rachel Levine believes that if you disagree with gender-affirming surgery, that you are damaging children. Oh, go to hell. It's my kid. Kiss off. But you shouldn't be allowed to say anything about it at all. That's some dictatorial, tyrannical stuff. Claiming to care about openness while telling people, oh, nope, nope, didn't like what you had to say about the transgender and the closer. The closer is an excellent piece of work. And again, for those people who didn't catch uh, the show, the closer, the, the special. The purpose of the closer, the reason that it has gotten so much anger from the transgender community is that it exposes them as the bullies and the bigots. Let's say it's an hour long. It's 60 minutes long. It's a little bit longer than that. 59 of those minutes are there to set up the last 60 seconds where Dave Chappelle demands to have get the same respect that people who are transgender claim that they deserve. This is who he is. He is a comic. He speaks these truths, these ideas, these theories, and sometimes it goes a little blue and he has the right to do it. Do not deny him his humanity. It's 59 minutes of setup to a 60-second punchline that is so profound, it is mic drop worthy. But no, you can't say that and you can't allow him to speak because it did us harm. You go through Twitter any day of the week, you'll have somebody call me fat or stupid. No one cares about the harm that does. You know who else doesn't care? Me. Because if you're enough of a low-life putz to call me fat or stupid on Twitter, do I care about you? Delete, block, next. I had people upset. You made fun of President Biden's stutter. I didn't, actually. And 20,000 tweets of calling me fat and bucktoothed. I, it was nuts. Am I supposed to listen to somebody talk about decency who's calling me fat or bucktoothed? Delete, block, delete, block, delete, block, delete, block. Just that easy. Notice I didn't say they couldn't say it. I just don't have to sit around and listen to the garbage. It's not incumbent upon me to do that. I don't get to stop people even when they're disgusting and ignorant and pathetic. I don't get to stop Rachel Levine from being that disgusting and being that in favor of abusing children. I do say that he should be fired. 
And I do argue against what it is Rachel Levine is saying without a moment of hesitation. Dave Chappelle should be allowed in every theater in the country. And those that don't should not get your love because they don't believe in any artistic expression. They believe in one way of thinking and everybody else has to go. That's the end of a civilization when you do that. Count me out. I'm Tony Counts. The murderer of David Dorn has been found guilty. We're talking about St. Louis police captain David Dorn, who during the riots of 2020 went to go protect a pawn shop owned by a friend of his. A group of looters shot and killed him. Steve Cannon, Stephen Cannon, or Stephan, S-T-E-P-H-A-N, accused of gunning him down, was found guilty, and I could not be more thankful. Charged with first-degree murder, first-degree robbery, first-degree burglary, unlawful possession of a firearm, three counts of armed criminal action. There were a half a dozen people charged in connection with the incident. The public defender said, hey, you have no physical evidence linking my client to the killing. Prosecutors said Cannon was the only person standing on a nearby corner where the shots came from when they were fired. Investigators had reported, uh, recovered, I should say recovered, not reported, recovered a pistol, televisions, and pieces of Cannon's dreadlocks from an apartment where he was staying, but did not locate the handgun that Cannon is believed to have used in the shooting. Some people are going to argue, sure, they, they, they just decided to manufacture something in and, and find him guilty. Let's get into the fact that a police captain was murdered. A black police captain was murdered, if we're going to now play that game. In the wake of the killing of George Floyd, who had enough drugs in him to kill himself. But I don't ever excuse what uh, former officer Derek Chauvin did. A cop was killed because people were rioting, which is not a response to what happened to George Floyd. And I swear to you, a fair amount of people in, in, in the woke sectors don't give a damn. Don't care at all. They need to care. And this is a good first step. The Cory Bushes of the world need to be disgusted by the death of David Dorn. That man should be remembered. Certainly didn't deserve to die. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. So pull me closer. Why don't you pull me close? Why don't you come on over? I can't just let you go. Oh, baby. Why don't you just meet me in the middle? So the Republican Party says okay. This is our take. This is what we've come up with when it comes to abortion. It's um, 
it was interesting because I was under the, the, the theory, the belief that they would go for a little more nuance. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. That is not what happened. They said rape, incest, life of the mother, those are the exceptions. We're done here. It's interesting to see the Republican Party of Indiana engage so forcefully considering how many other things they don't engage with at all. I mean, come on. These are people who are afraid of their own shadow. You've got a governor who wouldn't stand up for, for parents when they were being called domestic terrorists. When, when, I mean, that, that happened. Wouldn't stand up for them when they were called domestic terrorists. I always thought that was something. And when I say something, I, I mean something absolutely positively horrific, disgusting and despicable and terrible and shameful. And so now, to see them move in this direction, here's how strong we're going to be. It's like, wow, look at that. Now, I can't say that I'm somebody who objects to this concept. I would have made the assumption, I did make the assumption, that Indiana would be the place that does both restrictions and exceptions. I just figured the restrictions would also include a certain number of weeks, a first trimester conversation, something like that. So I was surprised when it wasn't there. I was. I was absolutely surprised when it wasn't there. But okay. All right, they're they're the people in charge. And uh this is what they've decided and that's the that's the end of the ball game. The Democratic Party did what the Democratic Party does, and they overplayed their hand because they now want to engage the conversation that the Republican Party is going to kill women. A ridiculous, nonsense argument that only moves their party. I don't even think that moves suburban soccer moms. You take a look at some of the responses from the Democrats, and of course they're going to have responses. This is State Rep. Sue Arrington out of Muncie saying, "I've I've been in this fight for most of my life. And I remember growing up at a time when abortion was unsafe and women could and often did die from unsafe, illegal abortions. We simply can't go back to that. That's not an argument being made. The argument is not being made about that in the slightest. Why is this the place that you're going to? She continues, doctors should not have to wait until a pregnant woman with life-threatening complications is facing imminent death to take action to save her life because Indiana's abortion exemptions are too narrow. 
Unfortunately, the bill as it currently exists won't allow physicians to act in good faith with their experienced judgment. I'm not sure, based on how I have read things, if that is indeed the case. If there are life-threatening complications, well then, I believe everything just goes into effect and you can make decisions there. She continues, this is why the privacy to make your own healthcare decision with trusted, the trusted counsel of your doctor and family is so important. Every single woman's situation and circumstances are different, and that's why I have no interest in making other women's decisions for them. A total ban with limited exceptions assumes one size fits all. Mark my words, women will die if this policy is enacted into law. Part of the overplaying of the hand goes to this idea of how dare you tell people how to live? How dare you tell these women how to live? And part of the response that you'll sometimes see is, well, you did it with COVID. And then people scoff. I've never quite understood the scoffing. The policies of the people of forced masks led to children feeling isolated and children losing out on education and children being endangered. It will take years for them to catch up. But you had no problem doing that, and you did that under a false pretense that if that kid wasn't masked, that teacher is going to somehow die. When that, of course, was not true. It was never true. It was teachers engaging, and not all teachers, that'd be wrong to say, it was in teachers engaging in radicalness and cowardice, saying students are going to get us killed, so therefore, for our safety, they must. Their health meant nothing to these unions led by Randy Weingarten. They were endangered, and no one cared, and when parents said, we don't want this, you said, too bad. We'll decide. You decided incredibly poorly. Don't tell me the two subjects don't equate. Where as a party, maybe not to a person, maybe not to Representative Sue Arrington of Muncie, but to a party, you absolutely told the American people, this is what you will do. You have no choice. It's an ugly thing to do. And it has to be understood that when we're talking about abortion, we're talking about something fundamentally different than the idea of a woman making her own health decisions. We're talking about decisions made for somebody else, this child. You want to deny that? You can feel free. That's a weird flex. You can't deny it. That's why the subject is different than any other subject, because another life is indeed involved. Now, there are people who don't want to accept this and don't want to believe this, and then they go to TikTok and they make videos like this. Look, at this point, we don't need to talk about whether or not an unwanted parasite in the womb of a female is considered a baby or not. It's irrelevant. Let's talk about Darwinism, you know, survival of the fittest. I'm not going to be the one to disprove this theory, right? So if I get knocked up and, like, I don't want it, Boom, Darwinism, you're gone. I'm the strongest, survival. (laughs) Take that, beach. It's just called tough love. Now, I am not making the statement uh, that Representative Arrington feels this way. 
But that wasn't about something life-saving. That's about some garbage on TikTok who felt inconvenienced about getting knocked up. Tough love. Killing is tough love. Now, I can say, I don't know if Representative Arrington agrees with that. I, I, I don't make that assumption. But understand that that's a, a big part of this conversation. When I talk about the left overplaying their hand, saying all women will die or women will die from this is overplaying the hand. Pushing for what can only be described as recreational abortion is overplaying the hand. This is State Senator Gene Bro out of Indianapolis. The supermajority super has accomplished the bare minimum by including exceptions for rape, incest, and life of the mother in their proposed legislation. However, this extreme legislation takes away a woman's right to choose and fails to account for the complicated and personal medical decisions that happen during pregnancy. I, again, state to you, if rape, incest, and life of the mother have been the exceptions, you want something more. You want what seems to be recreational abortion, unfettered access. At any time, it would seem, Roe v. Wade uh, writes uh, Senator Bro was a settled law for nearly 50 years. A woman has the right to bodily autonomy and should have the freedom to make these decisions with her doctor, family, and faith if she chooses. Today's proposal will have a devastating impact on women, especially low-income and minority women who don't have immediate access to health care. What does that mean? Why would some, Why is somebody who's poor affected? You mean they can't drive to California for an abortion? Or Illinois? Why is it this? Somehow am I supposed to believe, because this is what I think you're saying, uh, uh, Senator Bro. Correct me if I'm wrong. You mean black women need more access to abortion than others? You know, I said the left overplays their hands, but holy damn, you, I want no part of that conversation. I'll let Senator Bro explain that to her constituents. But the idea of bodily autonomy. Do you, wh why can't we recognize that there is a reality? Women have babies. By the way, I do appreciate these two state senators from Indiana at least recognizing what women are and that there's a difference between women and men and they've been able to define women as the ones who have the babies. No one said pregnant person. I just, it's progress, people. Bit by bit, piece by piece, we're getting there. Hot diggity! seems that here are two senators and there's J.D. Ford and, 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 and others who favor recreational abortion. You should be able to have an abortion anytime, any place, for any reason. The line I've been using is if the Senate Republicans, I'm sorry, if the, if the Indiana Republican Party said abortion 24-7, 365 until the moment of birth and it's free on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, the Democratic Party would be saying, what? No free abortion on Thursday? That's the argument they are making in the state of Indiana. 
They're not making an argument of, hey, we think we need to have first trimester in here. No, 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 no. Because of the radicalness of the ideology of which they ascribe and their party demands, they can't make a rational response. They got to go for unfettered access to abortion 24 7, 365. Wow. Do they look craven? I thought the Republicans would have a first trimester thing in there, 15 weeks, whatever the case may be. Maybe it'd be 12 weeks. They didn't. I was, I'm a little surprised by that. I, I, I don't say, oh, I started with that. The Democratic Party responses, unfettered abortion no matter what. Man, exactly how out of step with Hoosiers were you planning on being because... It's another hand, bravo. I mean, you are, you are there. You are, you are all over it. You are literally, you are like, like mad. You are soaking in it. That's an old ad for uh, Palmolive. I I don't know who still remembers that. Madge and uh, Palmolive dishwashing liquid. Do Do you not know that ad, Producer Ari? No. Really? Nope. Oh, you got you got to know that ad producer Ari. I just came from a rubbish sale, Madge. Oh, I was wondering where you got these hands. Oh, it's <laughs> dishwashing. What'll I try? Everything. And use palm olive dishwashing liquid. It softens your hands while you do the dishes. You're soaking in it. In dishwashing liquid? <laughs> it's palm olive. Mild? More than mild. Makes loads of suds at last. And no kidding, Palm Olive softens hands while you do the dishes. It's a great ad. I can't believe you don't know that. Oh, that's a bit of Americana right there. So, what comes next? Uh, The general session uh, will start on uh, July 25th. And I will will tell you I'm not 100% sure. I'm not sure if this um, if this will change. It might. There might be some changes that go to it. But the 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 Democratic Party shouldn't think that somehow they they are looking righteous. Man, they look craven. It's weird that they won't even say, you know what, safe, rare, and legal is the way to go, and rare means this, this, and this. No, they view abortion as contraception. I mean, that's that's what they're saying. Recreational. It's abortion should be like going out for ice cream. That's kind of the way they're playing it. It's it. I don't think that connects with Hoosiers at all. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.